0: of social media lights and i have to wait for them to all go online and they go online on uh, at a different time so everyone hello max mcgillivray from Up global with the illustrious mark from ahdb and even more illustrious steve dunkley from um from uh hsbc mark did i just give you a new job then you're with a hdb not hsb i'm, getting, I'm going i'm i get i get my i get my companies all mixed up Should oh, start I again?
1: and it's only it's nearly the weekend max good
0: morning all welcome to the next <laughs> talking leaders <laughs> excellent so we're all all lights agree. So let's start start this a bit bit more professionally. Hello, my name is Max McGillivray from Beanstalk Global. We are with the AHDB Talking Leaders series with the illustrious Steve Dunkley, Regional Agricultural Director of HSBC Business Banking. Steve, say hello. Morning, everyone. And with Mark Campbell from the AHDB, Mark, say hello. Good morning, all. So, Mike, just give us a bit of a background to for those that haven't uh, dialed into LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, um, or the podcast. Give us a bit of a background as to why we've all collectively created uh, the AHDB Talking Leaders series and, and dragged the likes of Steve on board, please.
1: So, the Talking Leaders series is just a way of trying to to pull people that are either connected with agriculture or from outside the industry. And just to, to, to gain a bit of insights about what they do and, and how they run their businesses and, 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 and things like that, that we can hopefully pinch and nick and, and, and start um,
0: sharing some insights um, in UK agriculture. And, awesome. and Steve, thank, thank you, Mark. And Steve, where we found it really beneficial with the, oh, crikey, we must have had over a dozen really interesting uh, people um in now steve is that uh, 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 sometimes <laughs> I, I feel that yeah yeah now we got you uh sometimes i feel that uh we, we could be get very stuck very myopic within within farming and to have um people from outside the sector um or people that understand the sector but also seen a bigger world that we can all learn from it's proved to be um re- really beneficial mark am i correct
1: no massively correct and, and the more that we do these and the more weird and wonderful people that we end up speaking to um the more you see the synergies between the challenges and the the, the things that people are facing um yep. from all well, we've walked life
0: and that's why we've got steve on so come on in our march broadcast <laughs> we're delighted to be joined by steve dunkley from hsbc business banking and we're going to be discussing driving growth in agriculture strategies for success steve is uh, hsbc's regional agriculture director for business banking in the north He's worked in the farming sector for the last 30 years, from the family farm in the Yorkshire Dales to careers in both consultancy and government. And Steve, that's what I think is so um, beneficial with you, with your banking hat on, because if it's OK to nominate that, you you previously had a um, a great uh, career, great background with them, um, with AHDB. There's a, a number... Both of you will know these type of stories. A number of farmers I know, they get very frustrated when they have people coming on farm uh, looking to uh, sell a product or or advise them on something um, and they have no understanding of um, of agriculture. And it's not like agriculture is, is... is running a nuclear power plant or anything that complex but it, but it is different so you do have to have people that understand the nuances of it and steve I'm, I'm guessing that's um that you find that really beneficial having that 30-year background in agriculture and now with your uh with your role an hsbc that you can link the two together that you can advise farmers and also advise perhaps um upstream or or, or cross uh, cross platforms with an hsbc as to what the sector is doing
2: Yeah, very much so. Within HSBC, we've probably got, uh, well, we have got a really strong, uh, large agricultural team. There's probably 100 people within the team altogether. Um, There's relationship managers uh, right across the UK. I mean, my role as sort of uh, the regional ag director in the north is north of England, Scotland and Northern Ireland. So I've got a pretty big patch, (laughs) but my role is much more about the farming side than it is about the, the banking side. Uh, but I came to HSBC about six months ago um, because I was impressed with uh, how serious they took agriculture yeah. within the bank. It surprised me how big a deal it really is within, within the bank in terms of how much we lend into agriculture and, um, and, how, and how we work.
0: Yeah. And and over the last, Mark, I'm sure you've seen the same thing. Over the last 10, 15 years, there's been lots of new entries um, uh, from a banking perspective into agriculture, because I, I, I don't know, Steve, I think they probably think it was easy pickings. But you look at the likes of HSBC and you've invested uh, very heavily at a team of 100 and also the, all the events that I ever go to. There's, there's a lot of strong representation from the HSBC. Um, Mark, you see that as well, don't you?
1: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, and you, you and and thinking aloud and thinking the points you just made that strong rep- representation, whether it's an agricultural show, whether it's sponsoring the local fact stop show, whatever that means, that that does show the commitment that that they've got um to our industry, which is fantastic. And
0: and, and Steve, a lot has happened since we had a catch up uh, with uh, with Mark uh, a week ago in the world of banking. Let me just ask the ask the question: Are banks safe? What do you think, Steve? Um, well, I'd like to think HSBC
2: is safe. Uh, HSBC is safe. We um, we have a very strong brand, and it's a very well known and trusted trusted one. People do come to us because they know the brand, um, and they trust us with their with their savings, but also trust us uh, as a partner to work with on their on their farming business. What's happened over in with SVB um, is an interesting one. It kind of reminds us of what was happening back in two thousand and eight, a little bit, I suppose. But um, but, as HSBC, because we're a global bank and international bank, it gives us that that reach to be able to do what we've we've done there. Um but yeah, it's it's interesting times. I think banks are pretty safe now when you look at uh, how well regulated we are now. It's one thing that I suppose it hasn't surprised me, but you know the the rules, the regulation, the actual um, security that's put in place around yeah. just everyday operations. Even even me to send an email, I have to pick whether it's a public email or an internal email. Really,
0: there you go. Yeah, okay. it's.
2: it's um, I won't say it's taken me by surprise, but it's nice to to see it's there, and it's it's comforting to see the level of security that's that's in place.
0: Yeah, and, and this uh, this whole thing about Silicon Valley Bank, you can't make it up in a way that the the yeah. investors have got all their money invested in, in the in the bank. They then uh, get pitched to by uh, tech companies, and they then lend them uh, the money to the tech companies. The tech companies then put it into Sal- Silicon Valley Bank, because there seems to be th- this fashion to be with this this bank. And now none of them can get hold of the. Why did they just come to you in the first place, Steve? Why did they just bank with uh, with with yourself and your colleagues at the HSBC, where 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 it's a where it's where, this, where it's a bit more secure? Let's go for that.
2: Well, that's basically with the you know, again with the size of the. The team we've got we're open for business so people want to come and have a chat with us if they don't feel safe where they are then, then come and have a chat with
0: us but, so yeah. <laughs> there, there we go and 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 steve the only thing you can ever predict is is change uh, what are you seeing within agricultural businesses in the in, in the current climate because crikey we've we've all been through um an interesting two three years you, you'll be a real uh litmus paper as to as to what you're seeing so so without without divulging any breaking any confidence, what 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 are you seeing what are you seeing within uh, the agricultural sector that uh, that we can learn from. Um, I think there's
2: there's probably a little bit of caution when you when you look at what's happening with input costs. With um, fertilizer prices have gone up, they've, they've come back a bit. Um, some of the quotes we've been given, the start with a four now, which is comforting. Um, well, energy cost was massive last year in terms of the impact on some businesses with rising energy costs in the dairy sector, uh, pig sector, horticulture, etc. Um, so I think there's a little bit of caution um some sectors had have had really good years last year obviously we've seen dairy prices you know historical highs uh cereal prices were were high but that volatility is there things are coming back a little bit in some some sectors so i think there's a little note of caution i think people are trying to build a bit of a bit of a buzzword but resilience into their business so you know people aren't looking to put a lot of dairy cows on but how can they make their existing operation more efficient is, yeah. is probably what we're seeing.
0: Yeah. Um. So, so, Steve, uh, here's an interesting one. About four or five years ago, in in the very office I'm in, I had a head of uh, of a particular uh, rural consultancy stating that he was very, very happily looking forward to Brexit because the forty percent of uneconomic farmers uh, would all all, all be uh, turfed out, and the sixty percent of farmers that they all represent would uh, would gobble up all these uh, other forty percent, and they would be um, like like pig, pigs in the trough. Whatever they would. do. do do you, can you see that farmers are getting are getting better, are getting more efficient? Because there's always a bit of an argument that perhaps we're not as efficient as some other sectors mm-hmm. because, oh, they will get subsidised and, oh, so and so on so Can you see farmers are getting more more efficient and more business-like?
2: Uh, yes, very much so. I would, yeah, it's interesting having moved from AHDB to HSBC. Um, I only ever work for companies that have acronyms of <laughs> Um, But yeah, it, it's been interesting. We work with some really progressive farmers um, you know, we we probably bank around about three thousand where we've we've got that one to one relationship managed uh, relationship, and probably two thirds of them borrow over a million pounds. But the their mindset is is one around being progressive. They're looking at how they can improve their businesses and things like you know diversification was a buzzword probably twenty years ago, but that's yeah. back on the agenda people talking about how they can diverse, diversify and by that I just mean use the resources on the farm whether it's the people or the assets better and um, so yeah there's um, there's a number of things people are looking to do as we kind of transition away from basic payment scheme but some of that is adding value some of that is is looking at the costs, some of that is diversifying some of it then looking at what schemes are available so yeah. there's a myriad of strategies that people are using to to pave their way forward but the one thing I would say uh, that really sticks out for me when i go and visit some of those sort of larger farming businesses that we bank is that they're very focused on the mind on the market you know what they're doing in the marketplace
0: yeah Uh, well sorry steve um, i just came back from a a trip filming with them in west africa and the business out there is british owned called blue skies their mantra is um, people margin quality um, and we did a, a really interesting uh, broadcast last week with a, uh, an amazing guy called Jed Futter, who's a, a retail analysis. And, and he, he's saying to a number of people who supply the, the retailers, if you don't want to supply the retailers because you're losing money, just say no, find something else. And actually it's positively forcing people like, like you've intimated. Uh, yeah. that with Steve, why are we all in business? To, to have fun and, and to make profit. And I don't think we should be um, ashamed of that. But um, also we've got to be careful that... Uh, within the likes of the fresh produce sector or the milk sector so many people choose to chase the the, the the retailer dream and you can have um huge turnover but very little margin uh what did my old grain trader say say used to say profit through sanity not volume through through vanity mark have you have you seen the same same thing as uh, as steve is intimating i am that uh that that farmers are getting more uh business savvy and are concentrating on the margin
1: yeah no definitely i think hugely and and the farmers that we're working with and uh, that we see on a day-to-day basis you can see that drive to become more efficient and that that looking into how they can they can maximize profitability from areas buildings whatever that may be so yeah definitely seeing seeing that so, so, steve, just a so example, go, go, steve just a good example i think is what's
2: happened within the the egg sector that kind of changing mindset of some farmers where because of the price they were they were receiving you know didn't leave them a margin some of them choose choose not to reflock not yeah. to put another flock of birds down and they've got the asset there they've got the building but that shows an appreciation of the risk the the um the cost involved uh, and so some people have said well actually we'll we'll leave the sheds empty for a little while and just take the risk yeah. out of it. so it's it's interesting but then you and then obviously we saw what happened on uh, supermarket shelves with, with eggs where there was a shortage you, you go in now and there's still eggs of you know varying sizes being being sold yep. because they need to get eggs on the shelf um, but we have seen the response we've seen the response in terms of what price is being paid and then you know the the, the suppliers will come back yep. um, but it'll take 18 months to to kind of uh, probably see its way through I would have thought in terms of the yep. balance between supply and demand.
0: And again, Steve, isn't that the advantage of having someone like yourself and your other 99 colleagues that when you're going on farm and farmers are, I've I've always found that the better businesses are those that are worried because they're worried they actually do something about it rather than being complacent. And presumably you going on on farm, you can advise uh, those farmers, those businessmen as to... Right, Steve. We think we're going to do this. Um, what, what's your take on it? What have you seen in, in in the market? Do you think we're doing the right thing? How how can how can you you um, help help us? Would, would I be right in that assumption that you're you're keen to have that sort of partnership with uh, with farmers ongoing? Yeah,
2: it's it's interesting because um, we would like to you know see ourselves as one of those trusted advisors around the table. Um, a lot of those businesses we're working with they're working very closely with their accountant they've got a good solicitor they've, they've got a good consultant of, of one sort or, a, or another economist the bet et cetera so you know we want to be sat around the table being a, a trusted partner and advisor in that in that relationship because they are they aren't they aren't just a customer they're they're a client for us yeah so you, you're working with them that's why we have relationship managers because it's a relationship um, but yeah, some of the you know, Some of the top farmers that you, you you see out there have a really strong network of advice around them, and and choose and kind of pick and choose, um, uh, not pick and choose too so much, but um, they they know that that advice is good advice. That's why they bring them on board. They can provide that advice better than what maybe that farmer could could do on their on their own. So yeah, those people that kind of know where the limitations are and bring the advice in that they need is uh, yeah. is interesting, and that's something that you see more and more as. More businesses are becoming bigger more professional in their approach that you know they're bringing in those those advisors
0: yeah and and just i did not mean it to go this this way but it's actually worked quite well mark talk about the agri leader forum because um um, when when people were leaving the agri leader forum i I was really positively impressed as to their views and the commentary they were giving back to the hdb team as to what they learned just just wax lyrical about the agri leader forum please so
1: Agri-Leader Forum is, is, is an event, um, it's a conference where we try and bring like-minded farmers together um, with some excellent speakers uh, from outside the world, but the key is, is that building those networks and building those relationships. People thrive off people, um, and what we try and do is put some great speakers to thought provoke uh, and, and get people thinking that maybe not give them answers for their business, but also surround them with people of like-minded nature, other farmers, that they can actually bounce these ideas off and start to to, to help build relationships and, and, and push things forward and think about stuff from a different perspective.
0: Because, guys, I think we've we've probably um, had the same that when we've been on uh, on courses, a lot, a lot of what you learn on the course is actually at the bar with the with the other participants because everyone's uh, got got uh, similar issues. But actually, to be open and communicative, um about it uh, you can very quickly find uh, possible sp- solutions because someone might have had the same problem as you but um, a, a year, year in advance of, of yourself Steve just coming back to the HSBC we, we've got a wax lyrical about the, the likes of your green fund because the, the, there's a really good um, interesting leak that, link there with um, with farming and the whole renewable sector can you just tell us about the HSBC green fund please Or uh, we'll
2: just just to take a step back from that obviously you know net zero and the, the drive to net zero for for many companies is is high on the agenda obviously with the retailers you can see with the processors as well that that's that's there you know they're going out doing carbon audits on farms etc for hsbc it's still there for us um you know we still want to support the industry towards net zero and one of the tools that we've got in our armory alongside our knowledge is uh the green fund uh, it's an sme green fund so there is some eligibility around it, but ultimately there's 400 billion available in the fund this year. Uh, no. The incentive, the benefit to the business that uh, that applies through it is that they'll get one percent cashback uh, on the on the loan on the deal. And um, there's a whole range of projects in there that that could be eligible, and I don't think we've really stretched it as far as what what we could. Uh, anything from you know the go-to at the moment is renewables, but. Conservation projects, flood mitigation okay. project, uh-huh. whole raft of things. We can do things around min till equipment, etc. So there's there's a raft of things in there, and I think we'll only end up doing more through that as we as we move forward through this year and the next.
0: Wow. Well, well, I, I, I got a bit frustrated yesterday listening to the budget. I haven't in too much detail but they, there's, there's this uh, award called the the magister award uh that uh for, for those companies or individuals that come up with uh cracking um uh developments in ai uh they're, they're going to get a, a million pound award um and it i don't know if, if it feels like we, we could do definitely do something within agriculture Ugh, it probably won't be as impactful as an ai award but perhaps, perhaps it could be but it's um I'm probably uh, stepping over over a line here, but yeah, it would be nice to have seen in the budgets so uh, yesterday a bit more support for the agricultural sector and that whole um, green fund and 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 tech tech development. Mark, am I barking up the wrong tree, or is that something that we should uh, we should be lobbying for?
1: No, I think yeah, and again, um, not with our political not don't, yes, I think we should be, and I think we should be looking at these innovative ways of of, of pushing businesses forward that actually have dual
0: benefits. Yeah, but then again, we've got the HSBC with a with their with green fund and and um, Steve, all credit to yourself and your colleagues. I I didn't realise it was as as wide as um, machinery uh, flood flood elements uh, to to the stock standard um, uh renewable. So I presume if 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 we just put green fund HSBC into Google, we'll find out more details, will we?
2: Yeah, very much so. You put green fund uh, SME green fund HSBC, or you'll find the guidance. It's it's real broad ranging, and there's there's it's interesting actually when you there's not a farm i'd go on to that hasn't done something around renewables i mean some of the early yeah. is like you know just biomass for actually drying grain Um uh, some of the larger aed plants but obviously the go-to in the last 12 18 months has been solar um, and yeah. with people putting solar panels on so there's quite a lot of the new poultry sheds that uh, were supporting the you know the, the solar is just part of the build now it's wow. just just what's done and then and then other people, there, again, looking at energy costs, you know, they're looking at batteries uh, alongside that. So that rather than actually sell the power into the grid at a relatively low level, can they store it and offset that electric at 30, 40p p a kilowatt? So, so there's a, there's a lot happening in that in that area. I was actually in a meeting yesterday with um, there was a like a stakeholder engagement meeting that Northern Power Grid uh, ran, and they were looking at. The energy or the the network infrastructure that would be needed going forward in the in the northeast and what role agriculture could play in that. So it's quite interesting when you when you look at their thinking and what might come going forward. There's a lot of barriers. That was part of the workshop was to identify the barriers. Right. But, you know, it was it was a good workshop and the whole piece around wind, solar. I suppose I wouldn't say they're easy, but they're the ones that we know of. Yeah. Where I think the next big step will come is around slurries and waste management on farm and how you can develop you know biomethane and hydrogen and all those types of things so there's there's you know there's a really interesting sort of development pathway there that i think will has yet to really blossom we've had ad around for a little while yeah but it's it's those added value pieces that will then take us into how that biomethane can fuel a tractor on farm or can fuel hydrogen into a wagon or something you know so yeah some exciting times ahead um, yeah,
0: and and, and Steve, Steve, you look at the likes of JCB uh, with their big drive towards um, hydrogen-powered uh, tractors. God, wouldn't that be amazing? You got your farm, uh, and and it's uh, you're, you're creating your own energy, and you stuck it into the side of your John Deere. Other tractors are are, are available, and uh, so so you've got everything, uh, everything uh, self self-sustaining within within the farm itself. Um, Steve, with the with what you're learning, is there? Um, there's, there's also a perception that we're slightly behind other other industry sectors and with your reach within HSBC are there any learnings that we can learn from other other sectors that you've seen that your colleagues have seen that could help us accelerate the the, the, the growth the profitability the sustainability within agriculture T- tell us the secret Steve All right, okay
2: um I don't think there's one golden bullet I think it's marginal gains is what you hear time and time again so people making little tweaks here and there what's quite interesting is that the if you look at what applications we get to the s m e fund it's open to any industry, but agriculture is probably doing more than anybody uh yeah. there so it shows how resourceful farmers are um i suppose they've got you know the the land the asset the, the roof space for example to be able to do that more so than maybe other other industries other manufacturing companies et etc but um yeah I don't think there's one sort of golden bullet to say we should learn this from from other sectors but um yeah I think um yeah marginal gains I think um yeah. it's interesting when you look at you know some companies I've been in where they have actually adopting things like lean lean principles because um they've got to such a size now that they're you know they're putting standard operating procedures in place on a dairy yeah. farm except on a pig farm and using lean principles well they're they're things that we that we're adopting from manufacturing you know other other industries like that which is is an interesting uh, adoption within the industry yep. um, and as we as we kind of bring those in it just again it's building resilience into the business building efficiency into the business
0: yeah steve let's see how uh, mark answers this one uh mark we've uh, we sort of talked about it before that the best thing about running a business is employing people the worst thing about running a business is that is employing people well everything we sort of talked about sort of the mechanics and the technology <laughs> but but you need people do you do you think mark that within um within UK agriculture we, we could probably develop our people better in comparison to, to the likes of engineering or even banking can we can we learn more from those sectors to make our our sectors even more efficient yeah
1: i think i think definitely we we, we can and it is diff- it's an area we did some research the Bridging the gap report in terms of development of, of managing people more effectively and and we just need to pay more focus into it um, um and like any other sector any other industry labor is 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 always the first topic that a lot of people talk about. Um, so we just need to get better at recognising that managing our people. Um, which I think farmers do realise that they just don't pay as much emphasis because it it's easy to go and plough the field or go and milk the cows because that's the bit that we're good at. and We like to focus on on that more technical elements, but it's it's an area that we need to focus on more on and and, and need to develop.
0: How can the AHDB help on that side?
1: So we do have some small resources um, with the, called the Labour Life Cycle, which will will target um some support from whether you're recruiting somebody to whether you need to sack someone because they're not they're not um, relevant for that. Um but there's a raft of professionals that we can help lead you to that will go into that in more depth.
0: Yeah. And there's uh, when's our when when's when's the week when we all collaborate with all the Westable the Company of and and uh, Tia and because we'll, we'll have that coming up.
1: The third week of May, Agri Leadership Week, um, which has been taken over this year by TIA, um, which will again share some of the, the areas that individuals can develop um, from, from the apprentice, from the person coming into the industry right the way up to the leader, and um, where there's opportunities to develop in, in, in those kind of areas.
0: Excellent. Uh, Steve, I've just had an interesting question on WhatsApp. Uh, with Steve, with his new role with the HSBC, uh, would he like to be aligned to a different sector uh, than agriculture?
2: Oh, no, 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 I, I um, the the reason why I came, really, because I'm, <laughs> I'm from a farming background, and, um, I suppose my, my personal drive is to give back to the industry, um, to support the industry that I kind of came from, so, you know, I was on oh, a small family, small family farm in the Yorkshire. it sounds a bit sweet, doesn't it, but it a small family farm in the Yorkshire Dales, um, I was a partner with my dad for a few years, but then I went off and did my degree, but I've always worked within the agricultural industry or rural uh, industries as well and um, yeah that's the reason why I'm, I'm here so no I don't think I'll be jumping uh, ship just yet what I would say is that um, I get quite a lot of diversity Um yeah. you know farms are quite interesting um, businesses to work with because they're not just producing food they're producing energy fiber yeah. they've diversified into um, I was on a farm the other day that had a hen party house where you let it out <laughs> to 30 hens who are on a, a um well i don't know what they get up to on the hen party weekend but anyway that just shows the diversity that you, you're kind of working with um so it's it's interesting that's why you know a lot of you know farmers are very entrepreneurial in their approach um yeah i, so I, yeah.
0: I think i, I think there's, there's so many bits we could go uh, at uh, i'm just going to give you a crazy example there's a um a, a Friend of mine, he used to be a, a, a fresh produce buyer within uh, within Sainsbury's. Did that for a number of years. He then uh, became sales director and then MD of Red Bull uh, in, the, in the in the UK. I can't stand stand the stuff. That's that's neither here nor there um and he then came back and became an md of a, of a big fresh produce company um and i said to him, what why did you leave red bull and he went max you can only go to so many uh formula one parties in monaco they get a bit boring after a while and I thought, oh, what, what a crazy example but again it's just it just shows the the, the community and oh am I going to be jingoistic the, the love that we've all got for this for this sector so come on, come on Steve. i'm just going to push you on this one with, with the again with your experience of previously the hdb and now the hsbc and, and what you're seeing uh, what do you think are the opportunities for for uk ag over the next uh, next 5 to 10 years Let, let's it's the crystal ball question but you are in this unique position because you're you, you've got so many sort of figuratively different tv screens of, of of everything that you're seeing within 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 commerce what can we look forward to for the next 5 10 years within ag um
2: okay so well i think there's there's still going to be a lot of change isn't there there's still going to be a lot of change in terms of businesses adapting to a reduced uh, level of support i think um because the industry is resilient and is is entrepreneurial in its approach in many ways um we will find a way forward as a as an industry i think again being you know efficient producers uh, and i bring into that the whole net zero debate um Will be a massive driver, and I think we do have a, a you know a, an advantage within the within the UK that we can move that agenda forward um, maybe quicker than some some uh, some countries. And um, from a I suppose from a from a sort of consumer side, um I think there's probably more that could be done just in terms of connecting with the consumer. Uh, yeah, the well said. understand where their food comes from and. You know, supply chains adapting to that, but um, yeah, I think there's a, I think I do think there's a bright, there's a, there is a bright future ahead for the for the industry, but there will be, there will be winners and losers in in that. Um, you've got to be honest with with the kind of view on that one. I think.
0: Yeah, Mark, what, what's your view with your HDB hat on, and also your 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 love of dairy um, hat on? Are you equally as positive as uh, Steve?
1: Yeah, I think there's huge amounts of opportunities as we move forward. Um, uh it's going to be different um change is going to be constant and which it always is but it's just going to be more rapidly happening and we just need to acclimatize to be able to be able to managing that change um that rapid change as we as we move forward But i think there's definitely definitely opportunity um the consumer is becoming more and more intrigued about where their food's coming from and uh, uh and, and what they're eating um so so yeah it's only going to be a good thing Yeah.
0: And and just on, on that side, Steve, we're going to need uh, farming businesses are going to need these these collaborations, these these partnerships. What what's the best way to interact with your with your with your hopefully with your HSBC bank manager? Because if you remember when we had our cat, catch up um, a week or so ago, we, we were talking about how people uh, farmers used to be so frightened of the what did I say the uh, the, the bank manager, the the, the accountant, um, and and the solicitor. But it, it's sort of over that now. But you you want to be um presented to have relationships with uh, with farmers in, in a particular way how 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 would you like farmers to to discuss potential projects with you and to create that collaboration rather than being a, a pain, pain in the bum what, what's the what's the best way please um yeah it's you
2: just when you look at how um so was my dad actually we how we managed and worked with the bank as it were and we didn't didn't borrow much money at all to be honest with you but um with businesses that we work with the HSBC, it's nice to have an open relationship. It's nice to be brought in to the discussions early if there's a conversation yeah. being had about, uh, you know, developing the business, a land purchase or whatever, whatever it might be. But bring us in early, and quite often it's not just us and the farmer talking; it's us, the farmer, the consultant,
0: yeah, so, or uh, the, okay.
2: the accountant. So you're working as a as a team to yeah. to to get that deal done and get that to get that through. And what's interesting, I think, around the collaboration piece is I think people are much more open to, to collaborating. Um, you look at, and we've talked a lot about renewables, but there's a lot of people who, you know, almost understand their limitations as a, as a farm, what they can do, but will bring a technology company in and start to work with them to deliver that solution on the farm. Um, you know, so I think that's a new area where you know farms will will move into just in terms of that those slightly different joint ventures around the energy piece
0: yeah
2: um, you know, we've had you know grain storage cooperatives and potato marketing groups for a long long time so it's not uncommon uh, let's, let's be honest but it's a new area new new venture and that's where there's a bit of knowledge sharing uh, yeah.
0: So, Steve, that's really, really interesting. I've had a couple of meetings with farm farmers this, this week with um, with my recruitment hat on, presenting shortlist. and uh, um, both both uh, farmers uh, they, they they bumped their their advisors because they had a couple of advisors coming in about other, other projects. So, so, not saying that's the route that um, people have to go down, but do you think that's actually quite a good conduit that um, if they're thinking about renewables, um, that they bring in a a, a trusted uh, a, a advisor um, who will then be able to guide them, and then they'll have a bit more of a case to present. To you because we don't want to waste your time because you don't want to i I can't think of it the tire kick is the wrong expression but we don't want to drag you or one of your colleagues on site and um, and for us to say oh steve what about this or what about that they they should have really done that um deep dive with a uh, with, with a consultant who understands it and then they can present to you properly and you'll say yep you've got the groundwork uh, doing it we can do this we can do that and so there is that that collaboration you prefer to see that rather than the my my unprofessional phrase that tire-kicking type of conversation
2: yeah I think it's good to see people having done their kind of feasibility study which sounds quite formal but it, it could just be that yeah. they've done preliminary research and they've got some figures and some budgets et cetera, already kind of specced out but that piece around you know what's what's feasible yeah very much so i think you know we, we'd always want to be brought into the conversation uh, as early as as possible then we can be as supportive as, as we can and that's where we can bring some of our knowledge and kind of our network to to the table as well to support people because i was in that meeting yesterday with the northern power grid and i was sat next to a farmer who and um, who was looking at um, various things on the farm but i had a contact for him around micro ad so you know okay. you that, that sort of informal network uh, informal knowledge sharing is is critical really
0: yeah and mark do you find that many farmers that, that you come across either either uh, personally or with the with your ahdb hat on have a strategy have, have a plan have a business plan um
1: the, yes yes and no i suppose it's very, fairly mixed in terms of, of those kind of things but generally yeah, people have got. Got a bit of a strategy or business plan. I suppose to build on that, Steve, to throw it back um, back to you. What would you, with the experiences you've had, um, and now with your HSBC hat on, what kind of pointers? What should be in those kind of strategies and business plans to help um, push things forward and actually deliver deliver that project?
2: Uh, I think what I tend to see is those businesses that um, would say have a business plan. It's probably not written down as such, but they have a very clear vision of where they're going as a business. They've got a clear direction of, of travel. And yeah, they can flex and they can move within that. And that's the beauty of having the strategy, but um, they've got a clear vision. If you've got a clear vision, you can then bring, bring people with you. You can paint what that future might look like and bring staff, bring advisors, etc., uh, along with you. Um, I think I would say this as a, as a bank, but um, knowing, the, knowing your numbers as well, knowing yeah. you know, where you're going in terms of financially is is key uh, it's key for us as a bank yeah we can look back at historic performance in the accounts that's that's one thing um accounts tend to be done for tax purposes but maybe don't look so good if you're trying to borrow money but you know historic is fine but what's happening in the future um, making sure back to that feasibility if you're looking at a new venture or where that income is going to come from you know, what does that look like? Have you done your research? Have you got a contract in place? You know, so, yeah, I think having a a vision, knowing the numbers, um, working through that plan and then looking at what I think we have touched a bit on risk as well, but knowing where the risks are and how you are going to manage some of those risks? And again, you know, the theory behind risk management is one thing. A lot of farmers won't have a plan, as it were, but they'll take each risk as it comes and they'll have some type of strategy to to mitigate that risk in in some way shape or form if you actually sat them down and got them to write it out you would probably come up with a pretty good plan but people are doing it pretty dynamically as as it were so risks budgets
0: vision Okay, and and just to uh, focus even more on that, the 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 more impressive farmers that uh, that you meet, the, what 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 excites you about them? What what's what when you step out of the car and you meet these people and you're five ten minutes into the conversation and you know you think the, the, these people are mustard. What what is, what can we learn from you? What that that, that that we can copy that we can duplicate? What excites you about those sort of people? Um, it's their
2: drive and ambition. Yeah. Um, and they're the thing that. That kind of came across to me when I kind of started was that they're they're not they're they're just they're just finishing the old project they're in the middle of the existing project <laughs> and they're thinking about the next project no brilliant and, and debt you know you know lending money borrowing you know borrowing money from the bank is a is an enabler for them yeah. and yeah. they're not scared by that they actually thrive on some of that by the need to drive the business pretty hard to repay that that debt so. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you when you kind of go around and you talk to people and they're talking about what they're currently doing, what they might need financing going forward. They see it as an enabler for them
0: yeah. to
2: drive their drive their vision. So
0: yeah, um,
2: yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's 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 a, it's an interesting industry to be in to, to see how some of those you know really you know, progressive farmers are, are working.
0: Yeah, um, Steve. See if I can extrapolate this. We, we've often said on the Socket Leaders um, series that the better leaders are, are those that spend about twenty five percent of their, their working time just thinking. I know that's virtually impossible within 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 farming, <laughs> um, but then uh, one of my contacts who, who liked that, he, he put me on to. Um, There's a whole bunch of videos on Facebook um, with Warren Buffett, uh, the, the serial very successful um, investor. And um, there's a fascinating one I watched the other other night when he was saying about the businesses that they, they buy, um, that the people that they're looking for um, aren't driven by money. When um, the his when Warren buys their business, uh, yes, they're going to get millions and millions of pounds, but the money isn't of interest to them. They want to stay within, within the business. And all they want to do is knock it out of the park every single day. And that's the sort of business that they love and they invest in and I th- most all farmers are like that aren't they and i love your example about um completing one project halfway through the next and thinking about the next one because that that's systematic of of that sort of individual, isn't it? and also the difference that they can make to uk agriculture and the uk economy uh, by employing more people by um taking on those projects especially if they're deploying your 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 green fund and um, to, to make a difference on the renewable side mark mark am i am i crazy again or, or am, I, am i on my own track
1: no, you're definitely on track, and that that innovation, that 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 person that's just continually driving to do a better job and, and look for the next project and and, and, and push the boundaries is, is definitely where we need to be going.
0: So, so Steve, what can we we, we have quite a big audience um, dialed into this, of not just uh, the farming folk, but we also have a lot, a lot of students in and out of the sector. What's what's your view? What's your advice as to why we should attract more people into into the into the wacky world, the glorious world of agriculture, please? <laughs>
2: I think it's the the diversity. Every day is different, and when you actually look at what you're doing in terms of being a uh, a farmer, being a food producer, you know that that incorporates a whole raft of different uh, technical aspects. Whether it's genetics, variety choice, whether it's you know back to renewables and energy again, looking at um, looking at nutrient management on farm, it's a very technical industry now going forward, and having the the staff within the business, uh, having the knowledge to deliver all of that and doing it effectively is, is really exciting. I think it's, it's much more than maybe how it was portrayed when 30 years ago when I was just leaving college yeah. and if you were looking to go into farming, um, it was the last career option on the shelf. Yeah. Uh, but not anymore. I think um, when you look at what the opportunities look like within the industry and actually when you look at, when you go around, Uh, i know i've kind of been in farming and then come out and worked in allied industry but when you look at the raft of people that's in the allied industry as well uh, both women and men it's 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 really encouraging to see that there's a a lot of vibrancy there i was up at carlisle uh, dairy expo on saturday which we sponsored and you know again it was really really exciting to see the the number of younger people out there attending that show and uh, and being involved on a, a you know on a, on a day-to-day basis within the businesses that were showing cattle up there so yeah. yeah i think it's an exciting industry what we probably need to do is is sell the industry uh better but that's where ahdb and TA and others can, can yeah. come in in terms of that um,
0: yeah, and and also you look at the two of you. You've, you've both got a um, a farming background, and, and you're now if it's the right phraseology to use in, in, in the services sector, um, and it, it just shows the the the, the potential that so if if you're a, a sixteen year old who wants to come into agriculture, you could end up like as a Steve or a Mark. <laughs> I mean, which one Which one would you choose? Or, yeah. I'll, I'll be the tall looking one. I'll be Steve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, so, come on, um, Steve. What's the one piece of advice to everyone dialed in um, as to what what's going to make better leaders? Oh, such a big question. Um, but what's what's that one piece of advice that you, you think is is going is going to make people uh, fit for purpose and, and really push forward for the next uh, five to ten years? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Be be ambitious. Have
2: vision. Um. No one was ever motivated by a spreadsheet. So sell that vision, sell that, sell the ambition that you've got. And people will people will come with you. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think there, there's some really good leaders out there. When you when you go and talk to different you know people who are decision makers in farming businesses, they probably don't see themselves as as leaders. They probably see you know Gareth Southgate or you know the Prime Minister as, as leaders. But to drive a farming business forward now and manage two, three, four, 10, 20 staff, you know, it takes, takes leadership skills and that's leadership across your business, leadership across your people management, you know, leadership across your finances. So yeah, be, be ambitious.
0: Yeah, no. Steve. Steve, well, well done, uh, Mark. With the work that we do with the YouTubers, that and uh, in, in effect, they're leaders, aren't they? Because they get such a such a, um, a following. Um, Steve, it's fascinating when we do the live um, uh, work with the YouTubers, <laughs> with the with the likes of oh, help me, Mark, with the likes of um, um, Ollie and Joe, Joe Seals, um,
1: Charlotte.
0: Because Steve, the, the phones are light with. Sorry, Mark. Uh, the, the phones are light with people asking them questions, um, and all all of that um, in, interaction. So perhaps this definition of leaders is also changing we all sort of was the, the farm foreman 30 years ago but uh, i think leader the, the term leader has, has softened now um to the point of being uh steve you're, you're a leader within banking or ollie he, he's a leader within within social media and as long as we're all plugged into these in- individuals we can we can all we can all learn from them mark yeah, we, can
2: all, we can all lead um, you know even even the person who's you know, just milking the cows on a day-to-day basis can can lead and show leadership and show some sort of you know thought thinking in terms of how to do things differently how to improve things it's all leadership in some way shape or
1: form yeah just you know, just making it out yeah. of people i yeah, completely it... completely agree with that and echo that point that we all lead and manage on a day-to-day basis whatever our level and whatever our whatever our role um, And yeah. Um, yeah we just need people those iconic people and the the, the bigger leaders in the industry and, and our, our youtubing fraternity will be that they're just setting a bit more of a different direction um, and a different way of communicating and, and disseminating some of those key points
0: Yeah, um, I'm really uh,
1: to
0: and, and again that's hugely beneficial for the for the for the sectors as a whole mark do you want to wrap up for us
1: yeah wow um well thank you so much steve for a really insightful 45 minutes there we've covered huge amounts of ground in terms of where the industry is in terms of that caution that people are seeing however we're still you're still seeing the, the the ambition and the vision of people trying to push uh push forward but a couple of the points that i I've pulled back, um, which resonates hugely with with some of the stuff that we're trying to do at HDB, it's about that attitude and that mindset um, and the people that have got the glass half full and the ability to to look at the opportunities out of change um, is is something that probably farmers are very, very good at and and probably underestimate as we move forward. Um, But it is that that piece around not doing it on your own and surrounding yourself with good people and, and the scary bank manager. Having them involved at the beginning of, of a project idea and sound as a sounding board to understand what what they they're going to bring something to the to the party uh, and, and and help you push things push things forward so yeah really really good broadcast and um yeah let's just
0: let's, you know. can, I, can i just interrupt guys i've just got a really nice uh, message so this is a contact from mine who wants to remain nameless down in the uh, west country max can you just say a big hand up for the hsbc uh, we, we regularly communicate with them. We had a significant issue over COVID. We needed to lean on the AHB, AH, AHBC, um, and, and if we hadn't have done, uh, we would have been in financial dire straits. They came to the rescue and saved us, and now we're in a far better place than we were before. All credit to the HSBC. There you go
2: any combination of those four, four letters yeah. yes i know <laughs> hsbc hdb
0: yeah. we all, we, I mean, all know
2: what, we all know what i mean the, the odd Freudian slip when i've been introducing myself uh, but um yeah i i would actually that's a really nice comment to to have received in actually and that's the what another thing that's that's kind of taken me that um, we are supportive if there is uh, a farm in in difficulty if there is a uh, even a sector like the dairy sector that went through tough times a few years ago, you know, we that's part of the part of the role really of, of what I do and my two colleagues in the Midlands of Andy Hipwell and, and Grace O'Dwyer. It's the being the eyes and ears of the industry back into the bank to to support the sort of credit teams in the bank and the risk teams in the in the bank to actually look at what's happening in certain sectors and how do we respond? How supportive can we be? So yeah, I I'm I'm really impressed with what I've seen internally as to how we've how we operate if there is either an individual business yeah. in difficulty or a sector so th- even things like you know even influenza that we've seen over the last few months you know understanding what that's going to going to do to businesses within the bank and we're proactively feeding that message back in so it's not a surprise to us you know we want to we want to have a you know a heads up on what's happening
0: yeah uh terry from east anglia uh best looking bank manager by far uh steve <laughs> I think, I think we might stop there. This is going to be a bit woo yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pass on his email. I won't. I would I would point out that I'm not a bank manager. You, am, no, no. Um, so so am, I've murdered your company name. I've murdered your title. <laughs> but we all know what, what I have mean. Go on, go
2: on. Go on. Know my place. I leave the bank managing to the bank managers on the ground and I, I focus on the farming side. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, So something to aspire to. Go, on, go on, Mark, wrap up for us brilliant no
1: thank you again thank you Steve. it's been a great discussion and, and you've covered huge amounts of ground um, and thank you for giving up your time um just a plug for next month we've got uh, we're going to talk about things social enterprise next month with the ceo of internationally uh colin cookson so um look forward to dialing in then uh, thank yep. you
0: and, and just to to wrap up i just if i can just remove mark um uh just another comment um steve thank you very much uh for your confirmation that the banking sector is generally safe uh we've been a long-term um uh, client of HSBC and are looking to be full uh, for the for the for the long term. And who, who's that from? That's uh, from Jeffrey in West Sussex. So there you go. N- n- nice one to to end up with. So yeah, be, but yeah. I think the main thing I've learned from from this is just to keep communicating uh, yes. with your with 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 your bank, especially as we all want you to do. We want you to look to, to progress, and you need that collaboration. You need that that partnership. So do not be afraid of uh, of the, the 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 likes of the HB AH, SBC. They're here for the long term for you. I'm going to leave it at that. Team Modern, <laughs> we'll catch up very shortly. Thank, Thank you, Steve. You. Thank you, Mark. Thank yeah, you. Good afternoon. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, bye. bye, 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 bye.